Body part sample pack. Over 120 loops, samples, and one shots for your music production. Exclusively on Splice. We need sneakers. Hey, check it out. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the entrepreneurial skills of a man that is in, embedded in the sneaker history of the UK. This man, radio DJ, Soho Radio, All City Show, Sneaker Freak, it's the man like the Kish Man. How's hey, that? I, hey? I like that. Yeah, I like we can. Hey, I you came with it. I think you should do that. Yeah. You should get on stage and do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got potential <laughs> like that. Right? You know what I mean? You can do that thing. No, but you can do, you've done comparing though. Yeah. You've done a fair bit, haven't you? Yeah, I've done. You know what it's like, innit? It's like, hmm. it's that, um, What's his name? Mean cup of tea, by the way. Oh, yes. Yo, Lee with a cup of tea. It rhymes, yo. See, I get a lot of love Lee's from my tea. Lee's teas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get a lot of love from my tea. Um, what's the guy's name from Black, Fla- Black Flag? Um, oh, Henry Rollins? Henry Rollins. Yeah. He had a theory that, you know, just just work. Yeah. Adapt. Yeah. And work to any... Evolve. Exactly. Yeah, that's what the thing I'm about. It's like, you know... You got life. You got. You're born. You you eat and die. Mm-hmm. What do you do in between? Are you just gonna stay the same and just meander, mm-hmm. or are you gonna try to you know become, you know, just become, mm-hmm. you know, explore, gain knowledge, teach and educate, which is the important thing to make sure that the subsequent generations are better than the the previous in quite a lot of respects. I think there is. You I know? think there's something to be said about what we give back at the end yeah. of the journey. Yeah. What, you've, what have you really contributed? Yeah. It's the push, the pull, and the why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I might have to nick that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important to have a why, though, isn't it? Because yeah. what are you doing it for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Otherwise, the there's no purpose. No, there's you no purpose. There's no purpose whatsoever. Exactly. And I kind of hate, I'd hate to think that, you know, you spend half your life just kind of going along to get along. Yeah. I mean, suck? there's a lot of people like that, I suppose. And the thing is, I guess. The, the the reasons for those people doing that is to give you the scale, is to give you the level of which you want to be, you know, excelling against. So there's 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 people out there who just meander through life, mm. but you have to have people who meander through life. So you know what meandering is, if you mm. get my point. That's the irony of the situation. And then there's other people out there whose role it is is to make life a little bit more exciting or illuminate life. Or, you know, just to, you know, express at the end of the day and then entertain everyone else, you know. Otherwise, life would just be drab. It would just be grey. Yeah. We don't want a grey life. So, okay, so in a situation, okay, let's talk of an extreme. So you've, yeah. got your, you've got your Trump. Yeah. And then you've got your Obama. Yeah. Now, Obama was really nice and cosy. It was yeah. like a jacket that you, 
knew it was fitting you well, yeah. and it's nice. Yeah. But then comes in Trump. Arguably, based on that theory, mm. which I kind of agree with, you mm. kind of have to have the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah. Because what, 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 how do you equate, how do you um, define what is good if there is no bad mm. to go against what is good? Mm, mm. You see, you need the yin and the yang. Without both, mm. you don't have the complete and you don't have yeah. a complete perspective. Yeah, totally. You just have a thing. You know? Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah. And this, uh, this is a theory that I've been thinking about, which is, kind of correlates with that. And mm. that's the act of discipline mm. in your life. Like when you're going through something, yeah. like you, if you break it down to its smallest and you look at it from an outsider's point of view mm. and you, I don't know, you, because with discipline, it's, it's, when you was a kid, it was never a cool thing to have. Discipline, that sucks. But as soon as you're putting yourself into discipline, mm -hmm. those things, those big problems and those situations, yeah. you, you micromanage them. That's right. Which makes life so much more easier. And then yeah. all of a sudden you have freedom. Well, there you go. Yeah, there's, there is that. But the other thing is about discipline is that you realise as you get older, you do need discipline. Otherwise, there's just no structure. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, you have to have a, a fluid dynamic, though, as well, within that structure. So it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, I mean, you know, it's kind of like almost like they have to coexist at the same time, even though they're kind of like opposite. You know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, yeah. you have to have a fluid structure. You know what I mean? And structure su suggests rigid rigidity, mm. right? But it's not about that because you can have fluidity within the rigidity because, you know, say like you got... Like, okay, look at a river, right? The river's got the banks. The banks provide the river with structure. Mm. But what's going on in between is kind of chaotic and stuff's happening in yeah, there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, like that. So that, that could be an analogy. That's a good analogy. You like that analogy? Yeah, it's strong. All right, cool. It's a All strong right. analogy. There you go, there you go. That's what's up. We've had, we've had quite a, a ride down the river, haven't we, pal? We have indeed. It's been, like, for those of you, I mean... I mean, I've known this dude since he was called Potsy P. Yeah, yeah. Right? Was it I, don't, I don't know. Anyone, 97 or something? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how many people know that, but that was Kel's original name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, day. And it was outside Bongo's. And and then um yeah I remember this vividly yeah, and he was part of the three sixty physicals oh no actually did the three three sixty physicals come after that it was all it or was it kind of all the same yeah, time like a, okay so yeah because then you was beatboxing you go did you get this and I was like I was you know I was one of the first people hearing beatbox yeah it's I mean? absolutely yeah. straight up that's yeah. that's legit yeah because he was Brighton boy originally yeah. right yeah well yeah that was there for three 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 a bit yeah yeah, 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 yeah when yeah. I first met you was down yes. there that's right yeah Concord 2 and all those places yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly because yeah, you was up the road from Horsham and that yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of cool but I'm from Ellsbury originally but uh, I moved to Brighton uh, in 97 yeah whoa that's like 21 years ago yeah long time whoa. ago dude. don't don't do it yeah. don't do it yourself don't do it I know. <laughs> Golden times that was, wasn't oh, it? You know, mm -hmm. when, you, when you think about like... A lot of community. There's a community structure around there. Mm. Um, you know, back then, communities um, focused around various spots, you know. So one being record stores. Yeah. You know, like-minded people, like instant music, into, you know, cool stuff. Um, just gravitated, obviously, mm. towards a record store. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, depending on which genre. But in, in, in this example, it was Mr. Bongo's, uh -huh. um, which was, a, you know, it was a fantastic hip-hop store, yeah. which I was blessed to end up working there after I met you. Mm. Um, Dude, then, yeah, you did, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I was there for a minute. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and then also clothing stores like Bond, which were became hangouts a little bit after, really. Um 
because it's like when Bond moved to the corner of Newburgh Street and they had the bench. That's when it happened. Before that, it was at the other end of Newburgh mm. Street. And it was just had a doorway and that. No that's one hung right. out there. Um, but yeah, it was record stores that really sort of set the foundation. That deal, real. Um, they were the spots. What was the spot yeah. you worked in after Bond? Oh, major flavors. Major flavors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that wasn't really a hangout spot, you know. But yeah. mad DJs came through there. Yeah, I always found like that, and yeah, Wild Pitch as well. Yeah, this was all like in, yeah. a, in yeah, a Wild concentrated Pitch, Uptown, area, Uptown wasn't it? Records, were to Ronnie, um, and Woody. They held it down there. Um, um, not a DJ Woody, other Woody. Right. Um, so many Woody's. Yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's Bear Woody. Toy Story. Yeah, exactly. Toy Story Woody. Mm. Yo, yeah, respect Toy Story. Respect Toy. Oh, yeah. He was not the DJ, just as a clause in the bottom of the comment section. It was not the DJ he's talking about. Yeah, um, yeah it was all in a concentrated yeah. area, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so, exactly, yeah. So you had that whole, the little microcosm going on. And um, yeah, the amount of record stores that were in that area, whoa. Yeah, Black Market as well around the corner. Yeah, Black Market was there, then Daddy Cool was there, um, Phonica. Still uh, there, Phonica. Afterwards, but yeah, still yeah. there. Um, Sounds of the Universe, before yeah. that was known as Soul Jazz. Scenario, which I went to after, uh, Major Flavors. Um, Selected Disc. Selected Disc, yeah. Um, Selected Disc was one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, Reckless. Yeah, Reckless. Yeah. Reckless was cool, but the thing is about Reckless was I always felt like... Oh, the Music was, Dance uh, Exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catch a Groove before that. Um, whoa, there's a list actually. There was a whole this Kubler Records, which was on Berwick Street for a wow, minute. Wow, wow, wow. Um, then there was. Uh, oh, I mean, you're losing me now. Yo, this there was is the house one as well, where JP worked, other JP worked, um, where like DJ Harvey used to go and all that. Oh, crap. And my mate Dan worked there. I'm just trying to remember what the hell it was. Vinyl Junkies. Was it Vinyl Junkies? Uh. I can't remember. These names like these names that you're popping off now, some of them I remember being in Hip Hop Connection, this magazine, yeah. the UK magazine, Hip Hop Connection, and at that time, and Represent Magazine, the other Oh, yeah, one. I remember Represent, yeah. yeah that was Fat a good Boss, magazine. those sort of magazines. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd yeah. find in like, most of those record stores, but yeah. I wasn't, I never was connected to the record mm. stores until I was about, well, until, at least until like 98, 97, yeah. 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 Um, Before then, it was, it was more about going to Brighton and Worthing. To yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny. That's where I met DJ Crafty Cuts. Oh, yeah, Martin. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to like me saying this, but I knew I was going to bring it up when we were talking about this. Um, or did you get HVR records? No, it used to be Across the Tracks, the one in Worthing. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, I never went there. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Across the Tracks move to Brighton? That's right. Okay. That's right. And, it, and then it kind of, I was an offshoot of Deal Real, I think. It became Deal with Mex and that. that yeah, I remember. You know, Mex had Black Grass. But oh, Mex it. worked at HVR with Martin. That's where I met the both of them. Right. So this was like, um, this was. This guys was in Mex in years. Yeah, what, no. is, what is he doing? <laughs> oh, that's his government name. I don't know if he wants anyone to know that. <laughs> um, just, just like Kish knows all the government er names. Er er eradicate real. that. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll put a beatbox sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, it's going to be a big <laughs> like, beat kind of thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I met Max and, and, and Crafty um, at HVR before I moved to Brighton because you know I was going out with a girl who was going to uni there, and um, basically. Uh, you know, I was always up, up for the hunt. You know, where I went, you know, whatever city I, I, I go to, I always explore. I have to know mm -hmm. where the spots are mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. Of so in Brighton, um, I was going there on the weekends, on alternate weekends. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd just, I'd just scope it out. So the 145 store, which Ed ran, um, ran with, uh, you know, with Scratchy That's and it, yeah. Kurt and, and Cy and, and Joel and everyone, do you know what I mean? Was a hangout mm -hmm. spot. Mm -hmm. That was a hangout spot. I'm in Brighton. That was on mm -hmm. Sydney Street. And uh, yes, you had that, and you had you know you had H and you had HVR records. No, was Black it HVR? No, was it HVR records? No, I don't know if it was. Was it? 
yo, we'll have to text yeah, we'll, text Martin or Max and just go, yo, was I think it was HVR though. Well, I have to hit us up in the comments, so that'll do the job. Hmm. But well, anyway, there was the record store they worked at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I met them, do you know what I mean? So before I even moved down there, then I moved down there in 97, which is kind of mad. It's kind of mad getting to know somewhere before you even get there. It was the same deal with London though. Mm. I was coming up to London on the train from, from the early and... Um, I got to know so many people before I even uh, moved here because mm. I moved here in 2000. But I'd known people here since like the early 90s. Mm, 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 you know, I was going to mm. Bongos when it first opened with um, Hugh and and uh, when it first opened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Hugh and Kev, yeah, Kev Beadle, were behind the behind the counter. You know what I mean? Mm. And then they had the Latin store, which no, I never went in the Latin bit at that stage. Yeah. I only went in the Latin bit when, you know, afterwards um, when I worked there in, on Poland Street when I moved there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of, um, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of dope. But yeah, so it was just the yeah. two of them holding it down on, behind the counter. Um, and there, the other spot I used to go was Liberty Grooves. Liberty Grooves, yeah. Um, I went there, yeah. met loads of people. I've got to give a shout out to my, oh, Bloody hell, I've got to text him, actually. I've got to give a shout-out to my man, Sai, um, a.k.a. Fusion, who was the original Fusion before fu um, uh, T-Max Infusion. Yeah, yeah and, and fa you know, in, in Fallacy Infusion. There was, other, there was Fusion, who was one half of Silent Eclipse with MCD. Rest and, in um, peace. Yeah, yeah. MCD, man. No, no, MCD, he's still about. Is he? Yeah, yeah, sure? yeah, yeah, he never passed. Hmm. MCD never passed. Are you sure? About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you see him recently. I ain't seen Dan. I ain't seen Darren in years. But um, no, he's about. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I stand yeah, corrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, MCD and passed away. Oh, it's a quick shout out. Oh, yeah. quick shout out. I mean, you've come from like such a... Yeah. You've grown into the scene. You, like when I think of, of Kish Cash, I think... I think of somebody that's that's very much part of the tapestry of the UK hip-hop, the urban scene. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's you're, you're such the go-to guy for transatlantic-based connects as well as European, but also... I always come across you in Soho. I always mm. bump into you in random places. That's the heart. Yeah, it's That's the heart real. of it all. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, yeah, he's, when I was coming up from Ellsbury as a kid, you know, I was just, that was the first place I went to was Soho. Everyone did. Uh, you know, he was trying to get the latest sneakers, um, trying to yeah. get records, trying to get comics as well, mad into my comics. So I would go, I would go to, yeah, I'd go to Forbidden Planet when it was on Denmark Street. That's right. There was another store round the back in a dark alley, which had like mad old ones for cheaps, um, which was super undercover. Uh, not many people knew about it, but there was that. Um, and then later on, there was Top 10 Comics in St. Anne's Court, which was co-owned by Paul Gambaccini and Jonathan Ross at the time. Damn, yeah. That's knowledge. And, yeah. Wow. And then and also on the Virgin on the Virgin Mega Store, <laughs> this is going way back, which was on the corner of Tottenham Court Road, uh -huh. which at the time was the biggest record store in the world. Uh -huh. Um the Fantastic store was inside there, which they also had another Fantastic store on Portobello Road. So I used to go to Portobello Road on the early this is like the eighties. Um when it was ghetto as hell. Um <laughs> Slam City Skates was there as well. Went Slam there. City was yeah, a spot on man. Road. I used to love that place. Yeah, I was underneath um I was underneath um Rah, what's that record store called now that used to be in Covent Garden as well? It was owned by Beggars. Oh my gosh. I should know. Hey, listen, you're doing well already, oh dude. Rough Trade. Man, Rough Trade is still there. It's still There's one in East and there's, yeah, still on Talbot Road. It's still there. But Slam City Skates used to be underneath. Um, used to be underneath um, Rough Trade on Talbot Road. He's so yeah, so there was all this going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to know where, where to go and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a kind of... Kind uh, of crazy. But I've got to shout out my boy Robbie because Robbie was a principal. He was I grew up with him and uh, he was the uh, producer in Caveman. Right, So he was the principal in Caveman. So, I mean, a lot of us... In As in the rapper Caveman? 
As in the, the group caveman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the whole MC, nine yards. So MC, yeah, so MCM was the rapper. That's it. Robbie, the principal, was the producer, and Diamond J was the DJ. Yeah, that's it. Right, so them two, so uh, it was, I think it's Julian. I, I never really knew that kid. But Mark and Julian, right, were from High Wycombe, right, and Robbie was from Ellsbury, where I'm from, went to my school. So, you know, we, you know, a lot of us who hung out in Ellsbury and were mates, we heard him make the album in his bedroom. So that was kind of mad. Like, so yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So then, so then, what happened was was that. So then, um, so then, uh, what happened was was that Robbie, you know, he was the hottest shit. His beats were like, well, way advanced, and uh, you know, he was the best producer here in this country at the time. Um, and everyone wanted to work with him. He was hanging out with Outlaw Posse, Bello, KG, and all that lot, and he was swapping breaks with them. He was uh, Giles Peterson, you know, was was having them on the show. Westwood was having them on the show. Great, it was man. just mad yeah. times, right? Golden, yeah. And um, how I met Silent Eclipse, right, was because um, Robbie was asked to, you know, work with MCD. MCD go hit out to Robbie and was like, and then Robbie was going, "Yo, you heard of MCD?" And I was like, "No, who's this kid?" And he goes, "I think he's the roughest rapper that's in the, in, in in the country right now, mm. um, and he's a rough MC, he's proper." Mm -mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and 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 so yeah, I wanna, I'm going to do something with him. So I went to Monroe Studios um, in '90. Was it? I think '99. No, '91 maybe. I was at the bottom of Holloway Road at the time, mm. and this dude Hank used to to run it. Um, a lot of stuff was produced in Monroe actually, but um, but basically, so yeah, I went, I, you know, I, I drove us, I drove us to uh, to Holloway, um, and then uh, yeah, we, I was at the sessions where they did the, the I think it was the Damn DP. It's a classic. Um, so yes, yeah, so, and, and that's where I met Fusion. Then Fusion was talking to me about it. I was going, where do you buy your records? I go, I go to, I go to, uh, I go to um, Red Records or which later became Unity Records on Berwick Street, where I first met Ronnie, who I ended up working for at Major Flavors. Uh -huh. And Kenny Boots was behind the counter as well. Um, and that was a spot. Groove Records, then Groove shut down, and then it turned into sounds with the dudes, Ben and that. Ben and Ben, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rhythm Doctor, I think it's Chris Rhythm Doctor, um, set up Sound Source in Covent Garden on Monmouth, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they moved it to Neil Street, and it was it was moved about a bit. But anyway, that was that was one spot. Um, Catch a Groove where Destiny and Matt White worked, um, who later became mates, which is kind of mad, mm -hmm. just mad, yeah, because they used to be well, oh man, record counters, man, they used to be the suspicious place. Well, Having a breakdown, dudes behind the record count, because they were in a position of importance. Do you know what I mean? They, 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 yeah. they everyone wanted to be there. I could never really yeah, tell whether I was be being liked in them places. Yeah, exactly. I was just like you such know? a young yeah. whippersnapper, like yeah. 18, 19, right. rolling right. in with yeah. like six pounds. I'm like, yeah. I need a 12 inch. What yeah. you got for me? Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Solar Records in Brixton, which was, um, there was Red Records in Brixton as well, but Solar Records was actually in the tube station in, mm. in the bit that you go up. You, mm -hmm. know, the, you go down the steps and it was there on the left, I think it was, as you walk down, can't remember. But anyway, Solar Records was there, and that's where I bought Tim Girl Compton in 91. Um, so yeah, I was there with, I was, I was there, I actually went there with Danny Lasko, who was Robbie's brother, younger brother. He was the brake hunter. That's how Robbie got a lot of his brakes, because, you know, Danny was- He had his secret weapons. Yeah, you know, he was just, like, he was like a sniffer dog for brakes. Madness. crazy. The amount of brakes that, that, that we had, everyone had access to before they got known, was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There was a, there was a there was a there was a fanzine that um that Psy creators did, right? Cuz Psy was from was I don't know if he's from Wickham, 
but he was living in Wickham at the time. I don't know if he went to uni or college there, but so Cy from mm. the Creators was in Wickham and he was doing it with my schoolmate's older brother, Brian. So my, my, there's my dude in my class called Redmond Garvey and his older brother was Brian Garvey. So Brian and um, Cy Creators did this, did this um, fanzine yeah, it was way ahead of its time. We're talking. This was this was this was next level. This was next really? level shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a black and white thing, listed yeah. breaks, and it was. Boom. I miss that. Shit it was so it bad. was like wax poetic. Yeah, it yeah. was like Big Daddy magazine, but like way before. And it was like a little fanzine. And um, yeah, they listed. All, they were talking about breaks that everyone else found later. Do you know what I mean? Robbie Haddam, uh, Mark Priest, my G, who was the original DJ in Caveman. Uh. Um, he was, um, I think it's called DJ, what was he called? DJ Messiah, I think mm. he called himself. DJ, or DJ, what was he called? Well, he used to write Fade, but I can't remember. Anyway, so he, he left the group anyway. When, um, when, when, um, because, I th yeah, yeah, so Priestie left the group, left Caveman, because who was actually signed to Profile, even though it was a three-man group, the people who were on the deal were Mark and Robbie, because he was the producer and the rapper, so the DJ was like employed of course, by... Yeah. The, the yeah, group. yeah, yeah, I get that. I get what I'm saying. I, I, I always, I, which is unlike Run DMC. No, yeah, I, I remember seeing Caveman videos and stuff, and I, yeah. I just naturally assumed that Caveman was the one person. No, I didn't realize it was free. No, no, it's a free man crew. Have I mean? a look at the covers. Yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but it, yeah. it, it was just a dynamic. I mean, yeah. as a kid, I was, you know, I picked up that, and I picked up Gunshot, and I picked yeah. up some Fast Side, yeah. and it. And there was always groups. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But there was something about their pictures that suggested... I think what it was, was, um, okay, the, the, the cover of I'm Ready, uh, and I actually know the, the cover of the first 12, I think was just Mark on, his, on the front on his own. I think that's what it was. If I was mm. the manager at the time, I would, I would have vetoed that. Yeah, I no, definitely. Can't have that. Definitely. But, you know, whatever. I mean, the artwork is a bit... Mm, do you know what I mean? But anyway, that was mm. Profile. They were the first group to sign to a major. Which and profile, you know, at the time was actually one of the major labels yeah. because you know Run DMC, Special Ed, um, mm. you know Nine was on there afterwards and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. It's a big label. It's a big label. You know I mean, yeah. Um, um, I remember hearing. I think Sweet Tea. Uh, God, who else was on profile? Rob Bass and EJ Rock on Easy Rock on profile. I can't remember. But anyway, what we're saying is like <laughs> being on the same label as Run DMC. That's it. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, End of. Yeah, done. Yeah, 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 Do you know what I mean? It was like there was a big thing. So yeah, so we met MCD and then um yeah, so then and I was buying records from Bongos then as well. So I think it was like 92, 93. 93 is when the that yes, that's right. Because that's when I went to Liberty Grooves for the first time in 93. I met Shorty, I met Big Ted, I met Mark B, I met Julian who later became a part of the creators. Which by at this point I must must stress Brotherhood. what you're getting right here is the 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 history book of knowledge based on the UK hip hop scene from about 94. 293 right away to this point here like some of this stuff is completely new to me this is gems complete gems as you'll say yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it was Keep mad it was mad because the, thing, uh, the whole thing was like so I was buying records in bongos it just opened up I think I was buying bon records from bongos in 92 old tower records as well and Piccadilly Circus I was on the spot to get stuff and there was loads there was loads of record stores mm. But yeah, it was just like a community thing, and then you meet people, and you boom, 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 and you just like a, it's like a domino. Yeah, it's right, it's you know, right. Bam, bam, bam. So and it's I meet, an association. I meet, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I meet, I meet Silent Eclipse in Monroe Studios. So I'm chatting with um with uh with Simon DJ Fusion, um, and then it's like yo, uh, um, it's like you know, do you know about this store record? You know where you buying your records? You go, do you know about this store Liberty Groove? So I'm like no. So huh? he takes me down there because so I meet I meet everyone there. Um, gutter Snipes I ended up putting out the Gutter Snipes record where oh, I ended up financing Tom Cuts was Gutter Snipes wasn't yes it? right okay I met DJ. Me, I met me, um, remember meeting Remy Ruff at Liberty Grooves in 93 I met a lot of people you know I met um, 
uh, the Brotherhood there. I met Ty there. Mm. Um, mm. I met a lot of people. Yeah, lot yeah. Of Sniper, mm. Principal Mark. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot. Uh, Lee, Lee Lawrence, I met him there. Crazy guy. He had a list of records. I was like, I don't even know what this is. And he was talking about Mike and Dave records and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, those. Like that. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was like, it was like a real yeah. knowledge bomb. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because totally, totally. um, you know, you think you know, then you realize, no, there's some levels up. Yeah. And this is all For about real. the evolution. Yeah. You know, it's all about learning. It's all about educating. It's all about making sure, boom, and, and making sure people know the history. Dude. That's the important thing. Yeah, because yeah. history is getting rewritten right now. Yeah. Even though we're in the age of information, accessibility and everything, yeah. there's people out there. I don't know if it's a malicious thing or, or if it's just an ignorant thing or whatever. But the thing is, certain chapters and certain things are being deleted or not recognized or whatever. And right. um, yeah, it's kind of important. It's very, it's vital, you know, to the understanding what the, what, what, of where we're going to know right. where you've been at. Of course, yeah. You know, this is the thing. History is so vital. It's uh, your foundation. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would go as far as say is that the, 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 as far as UK hip hop concerned, I mean, this isn't the first conversation I've had about this, which is interesting. But mm. um, but in terms of history and UK hip hop, yeah. for most people, the, the, the buck stops at Kalashnikov and mm. maybe at push Harry Love mm. with the production. Mm. But there's so... There's, I there's, mean, you're there's, missing there's, there's, like like decades. Every, everything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look at drum and bass, for example, drum and bass started through hip hop. Yeah. You know, um, all that fast rap stuff was what you know, and the dancing was getting mad, intense and stuff. And then when started stuff started slowing down, there was dudes who just wanted it to continue and get faster. Mm. See, that's where the schism happened. Like DJ Hype was an originally a, a hip hop DJ. Um, mm. Zinc was originally hip hop. I mean, you know, all these dudes, mm. you know, the early pioneers. Go, you know, Goldie kind of jumped into it but my boy conrad who was mc for bookham right he was originally in triple element with silver bullet what? you see this is the Didn't thing yes yeah, so conrad no so conrad grew up in ellsbury bullet was in leighton buzzard up the road do you know what i mean so i used to hang out at the mcdonald's that i worked at in ellsbury so the thing is that the whole posse that i don't know if you recall the norms <laughs> picture of bullet outside i think it was the nat west building yeah with the posse around it. yeah i do yeah I do. all of those guys i know they're from ellsbury shout to mr normski yeah That's yeah my, well dog. Up to Norms. my doggy so yeah what an ill photographer what oh. a, uh, he needs to do a book and I mean, again another you know there's, 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 his, yeah. his photography is, is 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 one of the things i'm gonna get him in i'm gonna get him he's got to be in mm. but I, I don't know why no one's approached him to do a book um you've got glennie friedman books you know you've got you've got uh george dubois books um, you've Completely got, agree. You know, you know, you've got you've got these seminal pho pho photographers, you know, mm. um, who've done some incredible yeah. thing, you know, incredible things and iconic imagery uh, of mm. U.S. rappers. So, you know, Lawrence Watson, you know, he's another one, but he's English, but he's done his one. Adidas were backing him, but the thing is, why hasn't Normski got a book? Because his images are some of the mm. most seminal images. And, he's he's and, an and, unsung you know, hero, man. I swear very, to God. very true. Yeah, yeah, uh, Paul H. He needs to do one as well. Paul H. Word to Paul H. Uh -huh. um, Hip hop connection. Paul H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Do you know uh -huh. what I mean? I mean, there's there's a lot of dudes out there who got who got some sick photos. Um, but yeah, I think there needs Archiving, to be that. Archiving. What you're saying is well, archive. Yeah, and, and also putting it into something that collates it and is accessible, and you know, people will find will find it not just you know fascinating in terms of historic uh, perspective, but also entertaining. And, yeah, man. And also. So you can see how shots are composed. You can see what's you know what's been worn, why it's been worn, how it's been worn. 
you know, and marry that up with the music so well, the music you, and the style collide. Do, you know, you and me share a very same favour for uh, for fashion and clothing and yes. stuff. What, what What's in our armoury that yeah. we're lucky for is the fact that we were there in the 90s when it was... Well, you know, there you go. Yeah, you kind of yeah. see things. But yeah. like you say, if it's not being documented, how is style going to reinvent exactly. itself? Exactly. You know? It wasn't just all about the face magazine. It wasn't just all about ID no magazine. Way. It wasn't all about that. There was so much... I mean, I, there's a lot of dudes who still... Oh man, I remember this to the day. So I remember the, the face magazine one. I think it was the face magazine where you got the dudes um, wearing... Um, you know, mad mad baggy jeans and pinrolling them and stuff, and wearing them um, um, and wearing Vikings and other stuff like that. And I remember mm, they were housed, mm, they were housed in the cruise, right? But the thing is, I, we were looking at it, right? Because Ellsbury was mad connected. We were only at like forty-five miles away, and it was like literally less than an hour away from London. All the mm. trends, man, we were up on that. Uh, you know, when you, when you see how everyone was dressing back then, we were just on the same game as as what was going here. But yeah, there was there, there was some there were some things where it was just like. Um, yeah, we ain't wearing that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But the thing, you know, that, that was the thing. I guess that was a tribal thing. But the whole whole thing is you had to flex differently. Exactly. You know, you had to have your own little twist on things because if you if you were doing the stuff, you know, as the same as as the next man yeah. or the next woman, yeah. then you was biting. But that's and the that's the cussed out. That's the hip hop pro. Because it was like, yo, you know. get your own ideas, do your own thing, mm. don't steal my shit. Mm. Which is kind of what brings us to now, because there's so much conformity going on. I know, dude. And I'm just like. Why do you want to look like your mate? That's Unless you're in a breakdance crew and you're a rap crew and you're on stage, or you're a crew and you want to roll deep, why Why do you want to all look the same wearing the same shit? I don't want no one wearing my shit. I don't want anyone wearing the same stuff as me. I know, I know. Sometimes, you know? you know, sometimes you, you really... Not that in any way I'm defining my fashion sense as, as in any way maverick yeah. or anything, but, you know, when I go, go and get dressed, I, I like to kind of think that I, I play a part of the wider tapestry yeah. of London yes. and making a, a, a conscious decision to put something on. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm just going gonna, gonna to widen the net a little exactly. bit. I'm going to go for it. That's right. I kind of like and that. Then, and then you want to push it. You want to evolve and you want to inspire. How do you inspire yeah. if you're doing the same thing as the next man? Always. You know, that's not inspirational. I mean, I'm not going to say no you brand know? names like like Supreme or anything, but it just seems like everybody will go straight to well, that. The, the thing is, I've been wearing I've been wearing Supreme, you know, since like 90, 98, uh, 97, 98. Yeah, I remember, um, from, I remember from time. Yeah, I was one of the first dudes in this country wearing it. I wasn't the first. I'm, I'm, let me clarify, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to see, but I've got to give a shout out to Kurt. Um, who I was hanging out with him in Brighton? Um, he was the first dude that I remember wearing Supreme. He had this. He had this. Um, was that, I still what, even, what decade still, was that? Uh, was so this was this was ninety seven. He was wearing it ninety seven. Well, yeah, and and Supreme started in ninety four. I'll give you a little backstory on that in a sec. But the thing is, was that um, in ninety six when when I met Kurt, I can't remember how I met him, um, but I met him anyway, and he was wearing this navy hoodie with Supreme in, in flocking in block letters. I was like, yo, that's dope. Where'd mm -hmm. you get that? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember where he got it from. I think he might have either got it through, uh, either from Bond, because Bond was the first store to sell Supreme in this country, which they should get their props and, and they don't. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. I remember seeing yeah. it there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they had it. Uh, but uh, he, he may have got it through Gimme 5 because he worked at the 145 store. And, yeah, Michael, Michael Coppin might have gifted it because he was, he's a very generous guy. Uh, the, tra the, you know, the trousers that I'm wearing now are, are from Michael. Um, you know, this little Stussy numbers. But yeah, uh -huh. so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's it, yeah, I, I think, you know, yeah, that's, that's when I first remember seeing Supreme. And I've been wearing it 20 years. But the thing is, things move and, 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 the, and the goalposts, you know, shift mm. you know mm -hmm. and um 
it's that whole thing where something was underground and you're kind of holding it onto it so dear and you yeah. want to protect it. Yeah. But Dude, eventually it does go. The, the, the secret gets out and then yeah. it's boom and it's out there. Now I've always been an advocate of it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. Absolutely. But when you've seen a lot of people wearing the same shit, it kind of just like dilutes the whole thing. Dilutes it a little bit. Yeah. So they've got to I gotta take a bit of time out yeah. and get back involved. Yeah. But the thing is then it's like, okay, cool. You guys are doing that, you're getting your e props or whatever, your Instagram likes just by wearing the latest um Supreme outfit head to toe. Or or matching it with Palace or or whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm like, all right, cool, you do that. Cool, that's nice. But mm. I'm taking it over there. Yeah, yeah, so you're yeah. not going to see me, you know, I'm going to be wearing stuff that, you know, I don't care if you like it or not, but I know it looks dope. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I know it's got, because mm. I've already put the levels on and I'm yeah. taking it to those levels over there. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, so exactly. are other people. Exactly. You know? Like, well, but thing. what about, okay, um, I'm going to extend this uh, debate. Yeah. Um, I've never professed, I skated when I was younger, but I've never been a skateboarder. Same. Um, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, but, I skate, but I can't skate. skate. Yeah, exactly. Point, yeah. So you rock a thrasher top. Mm. Where does that sit in the... Well, the thing is, right, the Thrasher thing, right? I used to read that Thrasher magazine. It was one of them, one of them magazines bought religiously as a kid. Absolutely. Um, Even when you weren't into it, yeah, you yeah, just well, knew it was part it's of... just the dope photography, yeah, just knowing what's going on the, the scene thing. that you appreciate. Yeah. It's like football, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, There's people out there who don't play football, but love football. Yeah, yeah, and they want right. to talk about football till, till the yeah. end, of, end mm -hmm. of the earth. Um, but I love playing football, so that's a different one. But, <laughs> the, yeah. but the thing is, is, it's exactly the same conceit. But, you know, Thra Thrasher is such an iconic logo. It is, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. it's one of those logos, and people are are, are wearing uh -huh. it because they think it looks cool. They like the look of what mm. it, and maybe what it says. Thrasher. They don't might not know the history behind it. Is it an it? attitude? Is it the attitude of a de of, of decades and decades of what it stands for? Now suddenly being like there aren't really any bona fide young rock and roll bands or metal bands that mm. used, to, but people wearing the t-shirts because it gives it projects an attitude. Yeah, is that what it is? Well, there's that, or there's just people who just literally, just literally go, oh, I like, I like the look that. of that, like that, so I'll wear it. Now, hopefully, mm. you would want some mm. people to investigate further and go, oh, what is that? Mm. Okay, and then ask questions. Mm. And if you got one person asking a question, that's great because exactly, the seed yeah. has been sown. The tastemaker, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, yeah. you know, and, and that, that can that can you know percolate through the the the, the fabric of the culture. Um, but, you know, that's all you need. You only need that one person. So it doesn't matter if, like, there's 999 people out of 1,000 who just buy it because they like it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah, get that yeah, one person right. who's then going to be that teacher or, and, and, and take it on and then... And then and tell, tell its story. Tell, tell the story. That's the, yeah. that's the key thing. Because it might be their pops that are giving them the Yeah, the, well, there the you go. Up. Exactly, that's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, yes, yeah. so, I mean, that you know, there's that. It's like when people mm. are just wearing, like, Metallica T-shirts or Black Sabbath T-shirts. Are they? Do they know anything about the band? Probably not. Do you know what I'm saying? But you don't know. But they look, it looks cool. It looks cool. It's you know? just, a, it's, it's so ingrained. It's like, it's like the New Order cover. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. No, the Joy Division. Is it the Joy, Joy Division? No, Joy Division, Division. Yeah, yeah the Joy the Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lines. Yeah, exactly. yeah totally, the Peter totally. Savile um, graphic. Yeah, so that's iconic. So when yeah, I guess we can get a bit pompous you know, about this sort of stuff, yeah, can't we? You just exactly. got to let, let it go. So when you go into Uniqlo yeah. and you see Cores doing collaborations with, uh, with Peanuts and doing the, the, the Cores Snoopies and stuff, it's a collision of something that was kind of niche and, and, and kind of cool hitting something mainstream. But and I really like that too. Yeah, exactly. And it's affordable. Which yeah. is a key thing. So that's kind of cool. Because mm. you know, it's done with an honest honest conceit. I'm going to move it on a little Same bit. Same with Keith Haring and the Basquiat stuff they've had there. Oh, Uniqlo is quite astute yeah. when it comes to what it's doing. And it does play due reverence in, in a way. Uniqlo? Yeah, yeah. I, I find that interesting. Yeah, I do. I find them a very yeah. interesting brand. It's like... It's well made. Totally. And, and it's cheap. And how they do that, I the don't colors, know. The colours were ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. kind of... The, the, the cut. Yeah. 
I mean, I think right now, I mean, you could argue that Uniqlo is like the new Gap because Gap was the one that sort of dominated in the in the late eighties, early nineties. Definitely in the early nineties, it's it's one of those sort of things where it was a staple in your wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, And then, uh, yeah, and then maybe Carhartt came in a little bit, but not to that level. But you know, yeah, I do miss my car. I do miss my old school Carhartt stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, they still do some some really good stuff. Yeah, Um, it's just it's just staple stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know. Uniqlo is kind of, you know, that's that one. one. You know, everyone's kind of got a Uniqlo just, bit yeah. here yeah, and yeah. there. And, and they got it as an influence whether they know it, don't know yeah. it or not, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's an influence there. Yeah. I'm going to move on a little bit because uh, I want, because, right, so, I don't know if it's by your trade because you're a, bi- a bad <laughs> DJ as well and a radio presenter. But no. I don't know about DJ skills. I'm not good. I don't practice. But selections, I hope I got He'd it. He's been around long enough to see other people do it. He's been like, oh me, man, you know what I mean? There's some, there's some proper, there's some proper people who know how to DJ. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. just like blow me away. Um, but um, I just want to yeah. get into the sneaker thing because yeah. one thing that people cannot touch you on is your, and for me, this this is actually your your first trade. I think is the sneaker thing. Well. Like I just see I mean, so much content of yeah. sneakers, and you know so much about that scene. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, sneakers for me is 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 football and hip hop. That's what it is. Mm. You, you just got them two together. Know, them two together, exactly, because yeah. that whole collision happened right yeah. back then over here. Um, it's like basketball and hip hop in the states. Yeah, that's right. You know, in New York. Uh, they had the street basketball. It's the sport that you played in the street. Football's the, play, you know, the sport that you play in the street here. Yeah, yeah. Both involve balls in a different way. Yeah, yeah. But super fun, super involving. Um, and yeah, they all have their, you know, with football, you have to have a pair of trainers to kick the ball about, you know, mm-hmm. start off in shoes. I don't know how the hell that happened. But anyway, you know, you know, that, you know <laughs> when I got my first trainers, it was a revelation. You yeah, know yeah. What I mean? It was like, whoa, oh, this is really what you can do yeah, when yeah. you've got a pair of, you know, Footwear that works. The four wheel drive suddenly yeah, kicks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's right. I was like, oh my god, it's a whole new level. Yeah, you know. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's all about looking steezy. I mean, terrace culture, casual culture collided with hip hop culture, and that's why we got a unique expression. That's why Britain, for me, um, in terms of world style, is is right there at the apex, at the top, because it would reinterpret and it would it would spit out, and then it would feed it back. You know, yeah, yeah, so, totally. So, yeah, so yeah. that's that's the thing, um, and it would have influence. Britain would have influence on the style of the whole of Europe. How many uh, you know? sneakers you got? Don't know. How many rooms for the sneakers have you got? Uh, a few. Yeah, but it's hip hop. But the thing is, I got more records than I have sneakers by a million miles. Really? Yeah, of course. Of course, the records. Yeah. Music's my music's my passion. If it came down to music or sneakers, music, I'm not going to have a silent world. Do you know what I mean? I walk barefoot and I have my music. That's the, the silent, key yeah, thing. I get you. I, get, you know I, I, I mean? like it. I like you it. You know, there's this, there was music this... is like the rhythm of the universe. That's what it is. Expressions. Man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but I think we kind of grew up on that. Absolutely. But we yeah. we grew up on this the, the, the uh, connectivity between <clears throat> fashion shoes mm. and music. Yeah. Going back to Normski with the dance energy stuff, he always yeah. used to have a, a clothing session. That's a right. Section, a fashion exactly. section. That's right. And you had your Carl Canai's, didn't you? You had your yeah. Uh, I went so into Carl Canai, but yeah, I know what you're saying. You, you had that, but, but then you had, you had Jordan. Colors. You had Jordan. No, so Jordan. Yeah. That Jordan was the pinnacle. Jordan, having an Air Jordan that was, a peak, was, wasn't the, it? was 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 the statement. Yeah. Right. It was. This is. This is the best shoe 
by the best player. Mm-hmm. So the best basketball player in is wearing this shoe, which makes it the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they look damn fresh as well. And I'll have them, please. Thank you. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and yeah. they've always been expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. They, they, they were the most expensive, definitely by by you know long shot for a long while. Subsequent basketball shoes came out that were more expensive, but I used to like the white ones. Rather than the black, because they used to have two different types, didn't they? The white and the black. They, yeah, they used to be the the, the home retro. the home color and the, and the away color. Um, but for me, it was always black. Ah. Yeah, yeah, because basically, um, you know, in the eighties, most shoes were white with yeah. a color pop. Yeah, that's right. Right. So when you could get a shoe that was black with a color pop, it was like, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is some steez. So the thing is, um, you know, and Jordan got banned for flouting the uniform rules. You know, his footwear got banned for a minute, you know, by the NBA. No the, way. Yeah, yeah. The reason, now, now, obviously, wow. you can wear whatever the hell you want on court. But he was the groundbreaker in terms of that. And, 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 and Nike were, and, they, and they, they really ran with it. But yeah, it's it broke amazing. the uniform code. Because I think the, the shoes, the, the colorway of the shoes needed to match up with the uniform. I can't remember what it was. And it had to be predominantly white. So when he came out with the, with the black, the black ones with the red, the breads, uh, as they refer to now, which, which I hate, but anyway. Uh, it's that sneaker white. terminology. But um, yeah, so... You know, it, it was he, he kept on getting. You know, he, he received his fine here and there and stuff until uh-huh. you know stuff got worked out. But Nike ran with it, and um, yeah, and now we have. I a think legacy. it's done all right, isn't it? It's, it's done all right. It's done all right. Yeah, you know, but he's yeah. had he's had worse. He's yeah. had worse companies. I remember when I when I when I came back off holiday um, in '89, I went to the states to see my family there in Houston, and I came back with a black Jordan fours, and no one had no one had seen that shoe, huh. and I was walking huh. around. I was going uptown in London. And I've got all the record stores and everyone's going, what the hell are those? Uh, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. The year before, right, Robbie came back from New Music Seminar because he went to the New Music Seminar, which used to go in New York where, you know, you, you sort of networked and connected. Hmm. Um, like South by Southwest, but in New York. Do you know what I mean? But nice. hip hop. And there used to be MC battles and there used to be DJ battles. DJ battles were organized by Clark Kent. Um called the Superman Battle. Oh, awesome. uh, and then, you know, you, you had the MC battle as well where Melly Mel... Um, Battled Mikey D and Mikey D beat him, but then he um, and then Millie Muggle was salty and walked off with the belt. And Millie Muggle's a big dude, you know, yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't take it back. Yeah, there's all that, there's all that kind of stuff going on. Uh, he came back with the Jordan threes, the black Jordan threes. Um, oh, okay, and I remember when he when he came back with those, it was everyone's like, What the hell are those? And it was like, yeah, You couldn't buy them, you could buy them in four star general on Carnaby Street, That's right? And, and George wanted 250 pounds for a pair, and this is 88. Right, it's two hundred fifty pounds at eighty eight. Yo, no, it's not happening. That is forget. That's lottery money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there, there was that going on. Um, is that what spurred yeah. it? Was that like, was this was it this kind of like um, the ambition of like imports and seeing being having the identity, the individuality. You wanted to wear. Yeah. You wanted to wear something first, yeah, yeah, and then secondly, you wanted to wear something that no one else had. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what it came down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You see queues even now at the Supreme Shop in, in mm. Soho, and mm. there is that attitude. I do, yeah. I do. That, that, that's, that's, that. that's 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 yeah, that's that's, that's that sort of thing. That attitude. Yeah, um, being first has always been like that. That props giver. Yeah, do you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It's the and, best, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things of that time that were. That really held the mantle in the same way sneakers did. I remember there was that dream team at the Olympic Games. I can't mm. remember what year it was. That was ninety two. Because I was never allowed to watch. That was ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah. I was never. Allowed, I, I never had. Um, that was like the best basketball team. Dude, ever this is the best. Right for those who don't know, I never had cable or anything back in the day. So this came to the Olympics. It was the dream team. There was like, there was like, oh, I can't name them. I could, there was uh, Ewing. Okay. There was okay, yeah, Pippin. You, yeah, yeah. So there was, there was there, yeah. You got, you got Jordan. 
you got Magic Johnson it, yeah. and you got Larry Bird. Yeah. Okay, the three of the best players ever to play the game right there. Yeah. You had Pippin, you had Charles Barkley, you had Chris Mullen, you had John Stockton, you had Carl Mailman Malone. Um, and then who else was in the dream team? God dang. You said Barkley. Barkley, I said Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to make, make sure we've got them all. Not uh, Ewing? Ewing wasn't in it. Excuse me? Was Ewing Ewing in? was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only one who was, who was an amazing player at the time who wasn't there was Isaiah Thomas at the Detroit Pistons. And the reason he wasn't there is that everyone hated him. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he was called <laughs> Little Magic. But the thing is, the, the, the Pistons crowd. played, um, I think was Dennis. I think Dennis Rodman came. Dennis Rodman, I don't know if he was in the Dream Team. I think he came a little bit after. This hit after. the Olympic Games like... But yeah, this was the... This was, this this was, was the Olympic this Games. This was like having Pele, Maradona, um, Bobby Charlton, yeah. Franz Beckenbauer, Messi, Ronaldo... Mad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Zidane, uh-huh. um, you know, all on the same team at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, the best players of all time <laughs> on one team. Yeah, yeah. I was like, forget it. I mean? swear, like, I'd go to school and like you'd see the things that they were wearing on the yeah, court, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, so we, we, we're done that, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm, you know, exactly. I think Hakeem, the world. was Hakeem Olajuwon on there. Dikimbo Mutombo, I can't remember if they were on there. Maybe, they might not even be good enough to make that team. So much bad <laughs> in yeah, one yeah. Olympic Games. I actually didn't watch anything, anything else. This was like, the pinnacle. This yeah. was one of them sporting times. And the thing is, they had the, the shoes. Yeah. And the shoes were like white, blue, red, and gold. Like mm-hmm. the yeah, 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 colors yeah, yeah. of the USA team. Smashed it. Yes. Yeah. So, the team USA jerseys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, wonder I, how much a, I wonder how much a set of them jerseys go for now. God knows. If you had them signed as well. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that'd just be money. Cool. Yeah, right. Could be like next to this bad boy. Yeah, yeah, but, you know I mean? yeah totally. You know yeah, yeah. Ed Tizer loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where'd you get that from, anyway? Um, you know what? Hey, what's going on? Did you get blood? What happened? No, I just kept it in for like, uh, you know, for just antiquity value. You know, what is the what was, was that um, your tea? I didn't Did you spill it, your no, tea? it wasn't tea. I think it was beer or something. It was oh, something it? like alcoholic. Mm. I, I actually, the last time I wore it was at the um, breakdance championships. Okay. Um, and I kind of vowed not to wear it again mm. because I didn't want to wreck it. Yeah, I get that. Do you know what I mean? Totally. It's that it's thing. You're retiring. It's like a retired. Yeah, yeah. Jersey. It's up on the thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. No, I feel that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of mad. The mixer thing behind there, the new Mark yeah, one. Yeah, man. That's um. So that's from the DMCs. Yeah, that was when I was with Scratch Perverts oh, yeah, 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 in New York. Yeah. Um, I self-funded myself to go to New York. They didn't even know I was going to play. Um, uh, yeah, and then I, I jumped kind of Tony Prince and Sally, and I was like. Dude, I'm coming. I've come over here. I fl- paid my own flight. I want to perform at DMC, and they they gave me a they shot. Should, they should have refunded you the money they for did. the flight. They did, and oh, they yeah, did that too. Go. Totally, they yeah. got me in for the whole weekend, and and I haven't left eight, yeah, twelve years on. <laughs> wow, that's mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to make your you got to make your props, don't you? You got to make them. You got to make you got to make yeah. the opportunity happen. If it's not, if mm. an opportunity isn't happening, make one happen. Make one happen. Yeah. Which is really what this is about. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah, a privilege yeah. having you here, dude. Well, it's a privilege to be on, mate, man. Done the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? We like rolled in on that. You know Roll in it, yeah, dude. Yeah, right, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the Kish Cash. Are we done? Yeah, man. Oh, man, I could talk to you for time, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. That's what's up. Yo, peace and Hey, we got room for another one next time. Stay locked yeah, on. I want to do another one, man, because we we did, we only just skimmed. <laughs> I feel. Oh yeah, yeah. We just we just ta- we yeah. just tapping into the. S- yeah, we only just like you know just sort of etched the surface. Dude, we got so many stories, backstories of how we bumped into each other and done things at different times. Yeah, we but, haven't even spoken about LA. Yeah, I know. Now that was random. That was so random. I mean, in one, I'm in this Mr. Black's right, which is which holds the school night um, events. Um, I can't remember what, which road it is, but it's on, on a Monday. Anyway, they have these kind of big, big nights, a lot of gay nights and things like that. And um, we, I'm in there. It's a late night flex, and I'm there. 
heavy house and stuff like that, lots of funky house and all mm-hmm. that going on. And it's like, was this in LA? This is with you. And then we'll walk I in. Remember. I don't yeah, totally. And you were with that Tammy, Tammy girl, a yeah, couple, yeah, 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 yeah. couple of other people. But I I didn't know you were there. Mm. And I just walk in towards the toilet, couple of mirrors, and I see that I see you in the mirror. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you Probably doing? The best way, yeah. really. And then we just kind of right talk about the stone. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah. It's just like the most random yeah, place yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, right. Compass point. First time I've ever been to LA. First time you've ever been to LA. And the only time I've been to LA. Dude. I gotta re- I gotta I gotta sort that one out. But yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah, know. you need to get yeah. back over there. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's all those sneaker shops in Melrose. There are, there are. But the thing is, sneaker shops have got all generic now. I mean, yeah. trying to find those sort of like little gems and stuff's getting harder and harder. Mm. Um, you know, because as you said, as we touched upon earlier, you used to be able to if you went to America, you'd come back with stuff that wasn't available here, yeah, like, like breaks and, then, and things like that. Yeah, 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 and and and, and clothing. Yeah, and sneakers because yeah. there'd yeah. be releases out there that you couldn't get here mm. so that's what kind of differentiated it as well so you'd not be not only be the first it'd be like whoa what are those where'd you get those yeah serious times that thing. happened you know it was just like boom and then you're flexing yeah you know yeah and then you're like yeah okay okay it's the online thing across. isn't it I think maybe the online there's that but also because a lot of the, 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 the big corporations and companies um, just you know for ease of management shall we say mm. just uh, want to release the same project um, you know the same the same sort of models etc in the same in, in all the territories yeah it's kind of but there's there you still get pockets where it's you know certain, certain certain people haven't bought into that or haven't bought into that so you can still do it a little bit mm. but it's still it's become more homogenized mm. and you know that's one of the things that's sort of affecting this culture um you know, it, it's it's like, you know, when we strive for, when I strive for individuality and you're living in a world that's like, you know. Don't like individuality. All, no, it's all about conformity. Yeah. It's and, getting worse as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you're getting, you know, the whole co-opting of the culture. Then you're getting a whole load of people coming in who are not paying due reverence to the culture and mm. the people who helped shape the culture. Mm. That's a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. in sports, for example, you know, if you get, say, like Wilt Chamberlain coming to a game, like I went to the NBA game last 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 week, um, and and I, I went to see the, the the Sixers versus the Celtics. It was a fantastic game, one of the best games I've seen. Um, and um, before the game, you know, five NBA legends came out, and the whole crowd cheered them. Yeah, you know, Dikembe yeah. Mutombo and Robert Parrish were the two prime examples. Um, uh, who 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 were like legends, legends, mm. legends? You know what I mean. And they came out, and the, the sport paid due reverence, paid for them to come out. These are ambassadors for our game. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah. achievements on court should never be forgotten. Yeah, and yeah. We pay due respects. But what is happening now with even hip hop, and even with the with the with the sneaker scene yeah. and with the with the clothing scene? Yeah, the people who help shape that, you know, yeah. aren't I'm getting, getting the props. Yeah. And that's messed up. But the thing is, it's not a sense of entitlement. It's a sense of, look, you know, you know, everyone's kind of done their thing here and you're here because of that. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So it would be kind of cool if you didn't dismiss it and weren't so flippant to push that out. Yeah, I know, you know what you mean. And, and go, wow, because, you know, you've got you to gotta know the now. To know the now, you've got to know the, the where Yeah, yeah, how. yeah. And the, movies, the movie industry tend to embrace. Totally. You know exactly. So why I think, doesn't I music? Think, I think the I think the higher arts do generally. No, the mu- music generally does, but not hip hop. But not so much with hip hop. Why is that? Is it because it's deemed disposable? Know. I don't know. I don't get it. It's a massive schism in terms of like all these new kids that's come in, but they don't know the history about it and they have got no inclination to find it, which is a bit worrying. But maybe it's because there's so much coming out, they don't have the attention to go back. I think that might play a part. It, in it. it might play a part in it. And remember, you like know? some of their point of references. Aren't, 
Uh, here we are. Some of the point of references that they go through as being their old school are people like Soldier Boy, yeah. 50 Cent. Yeah. And, and, and I would argue that 50% of the things that they deem as old school ain't the coolest thing in our minds. There is a, there is a thing. There's an old school snob, snobberty, snob, snob, snobbishness to, to that new school, which is their old school. Yeah. So there is that real kind of um, divide yeah. that takes place. Exactly. Do you know I don't mean? know when this schism happened. I've discussed yeah. it quite a lot. But there is a schism that's happened and it's like, you know, there's this. It's almost like there was a, there was a nuclear war, and then boom, this yeah, like yeah, the post stuff. But that didn't happen. I think that was the internet, though. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe, that's what it was. Maybe, maybe it was the internet. Maybe the internet. But maybe was it was that. the the advent of social media to the to the to the d degree mm. of what happened. I don't know. But you are getting a lot of people who who are now just you know like in terms of marketing, like some of the brands are so lazy. Mm. It's like ah, oh, that person's got a zillion followers. Let's give them some stuff. Why? Yeah, if they're yeah. corny, you want your product to be associated yeah, yeah. and become corny as a result. Yeah, yeah. Protect your brand. But not only that, some of the numbers ain't going to be fact. No. They're not going to be real. No. So you're, I don't know. No, yeah, I know exactly. That's it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, hold on, we live in a world that's even more superficial than it once was. Mm. You know, I thought it was pretty bloody superficial back in the day. It's gone next level superficial. Yeah, as yeah. You know, that, that aspect of evolution mm. is actually to the detriment of the culture mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, you know, it, you know, Giving it, you know, wonderful sort of expression and growth, yeah, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, for the right, for, well, not saying the right reasons, for, you know, benevolent reasons, should we say. Yeah, all right. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but the thing is, yeah. is like when you got people marketing, you know, just and, and trying to so solely focus on youth, for example, and going, nah, loud or old, it's like, eh, what? Do you mean, why? Why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very lazy. Um, you should concentrate on all aspects of life. That's right. So if you've got a product, you, if you don't, if you're not, telling the story the right way to that demographic yeah. it means you ain't doing your job yeah that's right you absolutely know? don't say this is for the kids why the hell is it for the kids do you know mm -hmm. what I mean Star Wars is a movie which essentially back in the day was a kids movie but adults loved it everyone loved it you don't that's see right. Star Wars being solely marketed yeah, towards kids they're doing it to the kids and they're doing it to, to the, the fans from you know 30 years ago absolutely you know that mm -hmm. way more people are involved. Mm -mm. The more people are involved, that means there's more money, right? I don't know. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking. Music about. in general has, has had a, a massive positive leg up in terms of the platforms in which you can make music a commodity. Yeah. Like it's almost like little pots that you just collect and then yeah. it becomes a, a bigger a bigger pot. So yeah. you've got your, you've got your um, Spotify, you've got your SoundCloud, you've got your YouTube. That's right. All these things. I think that for music has been a huge benefit. Yeah. You know? But um, the legacy of MySpace, basically. Yeah. You can have your own scene. Mm. Like, I was talking to my Yeah, mate. like High Focus, for example, right? Alex Jennings and the guys, they got their hip hop label. They got massive subculture around yeah, it. Exactly. They're selling thousands exactly. of records. Yeah. They get do it without any record, um, yeah. any radio play. Exactly. Which you is amazing. Make, you can make this thing happen, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And um, the mainstream media don't recognize that. No. Nah. But, yo, it's happening. But this is the key thing. I think this is the failings of right now. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of focus on real sort of clickbait fluff pieces. Mm -hmm. But when some real shit's happening, mm -hmm. no one's really reporting it. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if no one's really reporting it, once it goes or once it evolves into something else, you know, you've only got the people who are there who mm -hmm. will remember it mm -hmm. and be able to talk about it. So it's vital yeah, that yeah, those absolutely. people talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And it does get recognized. So absolutely. when you're looking at Hypebeast and High Snub, oh, yeah, we've got the latest two chains. And we've got the latest, um, you know, future record. And we've got, the, you know, the latest um, Travis Scott, la, 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 all these people. Great. Mm. That's good. I like some of them records. But at the same time, mm. why aren't you playing? Why aren't you focusing 
on your West Side Guns, for example? Why aren't you, why aren't you playing Rock Marciano? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you talking about this? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because you know? it's, it's, it's bubbling. And, and, and here, okay, mm -hmm. to give you a you know, to, to give you another um, an, um, another example. Yes, great. Stormzy, Jay Huss, and Skepta, and all those guys are just like levels. Yeah, boom, great. You know, Gigs and Kano and that, but. Why is no one talking about high focus? Why mm. is no one talking about, you know, the underground rappers here? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, this is yeah. the thing. It's, it's, it's kind of criminal. Why is no one talking about Ash the Author? Why is no one talking about Jungle Brown? Why is no one talking yeah. about these artists? And what's crazy is like the, the drum and bass scene has not gone anywhere. It's no. massive. Yeah. Like you go to raves and it's mm. just packed out. Yeah. And it's kind of like the underdog mm -hmm. to many degree. Yeah. But it's still... You don't need that kind of... Pro this is what I was going to come to. Is like You don't need to be selling yourself out. No. That's what it is. No. Like If you're selling yourself out in 2018, you, you, you're missing a yes. fucking trick. You yeah. don't need to be... Well, you're hiring. compromising your integrity. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot there's of no people out there that. who will compromise their integrity you to make money. You don't need to do that. You don't there's need to so do many, that. It's a lazy way, but there's yeah, a lot of people out there. It's a it's a it's you a cut away. Yeah. But you if you And there's really, a fair weather friends as well. They'll be your friend because you can, you can get them put on and you can do something for them and la, la, la. And I'm just like... Yo, man, seriously. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, have yeah. a little bit more. You know, so anyone who's Integrity. done me a, a dummy a bad, I'm like, okay, cool. All right, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna <laughs> fuck you anymore. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that. Integrity, man. Yeah. It's everything. You it's know? key to And just because you're cool with next man, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, and I'm gonna tell everybody, right, that you's like, you know, if, any, if anyone goes to me, yo, what do you think of Black? I'm, man, like, you know, that person's a chief. Mm -hmm. That person's a f boy. That mm -hmm. per you know, she, or she's an idiot or whatever. Why the hell am I going to big you up? I mean, yo, mm -hmm. you did me though. You did me bad, so I'm going to say yeah. what you did. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. And it's kind of, uh, it's interesting because people forget. I know a lot of people, but there's other people who also know a lot of people. And so if you're doing bad by them, mm. What do you want to be? Oh, actually, what, how, what's your, le what's your yeah. legacy going to be? Everyone's going, oh yeah, I did this, this, and this, mm -hmm. and this. But yeah, but also did this, this, and this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 um it's, it's as a character reference. You yeah, just go, exactly. and it's not like anyone's policing you the way you are. You no. don't come out in the wash. No. The cream will rise. You yeah. just got to make sure you're cool. Just yeah, be exactly. fucking cool to be cool. That's what I'm. Um, well, exactly. No Gallagher said, "Be cool to be cool." Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, that's right. I don't know, but you know, that's how we do, man. I mean, I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah. Cool to be cool. Just be chilly, chill. The man himself, cool as a cucumber, cold as ice. Bless. The man. Well done. Kish Cash, Killer Kells podcast. Stay lucky. Please. Look after yourselves. How's that? What? Fucking great, mate. You've done well, haven't you?